0: This is the one with the threat of global warming. A flesh-eating virus! A nuclear holocaust. Planet usurping man geckos. And one subterranean T-Rex. It's called
1: Doctor Who and the Silurians. Here, Here we, we go! We're embarking on a voyage all through time and all through space, counting Dalek's talent boot and the cybertronic race. Some torrents look like taters, and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a TADIS, we're reviewing all his tales. Who? Who Back When, reviewing all of Who There Is, Who Back When, and subscribe and rate all night iTunes please, episode by episode, we're trudging down this road. come join us on this odyssey, what other choice could there be than, Who Back When, Who Back When. Hello ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land and welcome to episode C052 of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast, or oh, Past. that's right. <laughs> I am Ponkin and with me in the Ponkin Enterprises studio today is Nick. Are you doing podcast land? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nick. Today we are looking at Doctor Who and the Silurians, or just the Silurians,
0: depending on uh, where you check. Yeah, because the production team fucked up, didn't they? Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is awesome.
0: <laughs> is this the only Doctor Who and? I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I doctor think who it might be and the Goblet of Fire
1: I think that up until the very <laughs> I think up until we get to New Who, the Doctor is credited as Doctor Who, however, which I feel contradicts this. What's the problem with saying Doctor Who and the Silurians if you're already crediting the character as Doctor Who? I mean I agree, I don't think his name is Doctor no. Who, but you know, why why is the credit
0: okay? I wonder if we'll get into more naming things over the next sort of couple of decades I oh, if that I, pops up Well, there's, so. there's definitely something in
1: this serial that we need to talk about oh, as well okay. Yeah, well, we'll get to that uh, Shall we jump into a bite-sized chunk of Who? Let's Time for us to synopsize and summarize So take a view and, and grab a brief And listen to this overview This free-for-all We like to call a, a bite-sized chunk of Who? who.
0: By such of, of who? Pertwee's third doctor and Miss Stroke Doctor Liz Shaw are persuaded to join Bagels and investigate some happenings at a local nuclear power research facility, perched atop a labyrinth of caves. Recently, odd power cut and multiple cases of Looney Tunes among the research staff have caught units' attention. Could they be related to the
1: fervent work ethic of the scientists? Or do they have anything to do with a race of lizard people living beneath them? Only the doctor can solve the puzzle. Hilarity ensues. Be
0: scow over. You are welcome.
1: W- was that our joint effort to do a Silurian voice?
0: <laughs> well, one of us had to do, you are welcome.
1: <laughs> Fuck, star again. Okay. So, Silurians, they will not reappear until season 21
0: Okay, help me out with who that is Fifth Doctor
1: Oh, shit Yeah We will not see them until a serial called Warriors of the Deep In which they appear alongside, I think they were called the Sea the Demons Sea Devils Devils, yeah, mm. you're right uh,
0: That's crazy I think I know that one, specifically I think Oh, so. really? Yeah, I think a friend had it on VHS Very um, cool uh, I, I, I don't I, think I've seen I think that I, remember them sort of emerging from the sea the sea devils and it was like campy and fun yeah nice okay anyway yeah so, we- <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so there's a giant break and then there's probably another giant break until because there was a big hoo-ha around them re-emerging in in New in Who, with Matt Smith mm. in The Hungry Earth which is quite a parallel to this how this episode works
1: I don't remember that serial however I read a little bit that has that directly connected to this serial because mm. at the end of this serial this is from Todd's Wikia At the end of this serial they go into hibernation again. Mm-hmm. And if we assume that they weren't blowed up mm. at the end, they say we're going to hibernate for 50 years. This is 1970. This aired in 1970. It was shot in 1969. Yeah, but it aired in 1970. We are we are finally into the next decade. <laughs> Wow, that only took us three and a half years, and uh, exactly fifty years later, the year twenty twenty is apparently when the Hungry Earth is set. Okay, all right, fair. So point. it's perfect. Like yeah. it's it's directly connected to that
0: because they have a diplomacy thing, and this has a diplomacy angle, diplomacy, stroke, war. Oh, really? So yeah, are yeah, there two factions of Silurians in that one as well? No, no, we're yeah, you know, you know, in a way that. But the the idea that the Doctor is trying to bring them to the negotiating table is the crux right. of that of Hungry Earth and whatever the fucking uh, next one was called. It's a two-parter. Okay. Um, But obviously, and that's one of the bigger themes in this.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely. Did you feel that maybe at some point they should have just picked a disaster? Because as our intro (laughs) indicated... I mean, everything's a red herring. I assumed at first, oh, okay, so this is going to be about how the machine somehow collapses. Maybe the Silurians, I don't know, whatever, they mm. sabotage it or something. The machine collapses, and as a consequence, as is very clearly pointed out in episode one, we have the threat of a nuclear holocaust. Like, it's a million times stronger than a nuclear bomb or something.
0: Mm. That never happens. No. Um, the threat, I mean, presumably the biggest threat is a... is. is- the planet being usurped by its "quote unquote" native inhabitants.
1: Yeah, exactly. By them, basically just turning up the heat. Like they're they're yeah. ruining the not the ozone, whatever it was called. Whatever that belt is. Exactly, Arnold's belt. Oh, Arnold-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. But you know,
1: Van Arnold, Van Arnold. Possibly yeah, but, Using microwaves Yeah So it, But And it's so odd So they're using the machine That can already kill Tons of people mm. To power a machine
0: That can kill Tons of people But also But actually of, No sorry To power a machine That can kill all the people All the people yeah. And maybe change The conditions on Earth To something a bit more salubrious
1: Yeah But in my mind It doesn't really matter At that point They've already tried The, the virus mm. tactic Right they're, They've tried Well we're going to wipe out people with this virus and then after all the humans are gone who cares what happens they're like yeah they're probably going to use their microwave machine then but it doesn't matter at that point everyone's dead already to be honest the silurians even though they
0: have a leader yeah seem to be ruled by committee well they seem to
1: be ruled willy-nilly uh, yeah they're not ruled at all they <laughs> yeah. just
0: do whatever the fuck they like you know so they're just yeah it's a horse designed by committee also how many are there three <laughs> well, there are three that are speaking, but
1: uh, yeah, we see maybe like five or six. Yeah, is it that there are millions of them still in hibernation? Yes, in fact, that is said. Oh, they say that. Okay, yeah. cool. Because that was sort of <laughs> "quote unquote" my theory. <laughs> I didn't realize that was already <laughs> said outright.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So here's the thing I wanted to say. Okay, um, jumping about a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the Doctor hatches the vague idea of diplomacy around um them inhabiting the desert, I presume, like the Sahara and the Gobi and the Outback and shit. places yeah. that we can't go, they should sure. go. Happy yeah. days. And we basically said that about the Ice Warriors. Yeah we did. Yeah, Maybe there could have been three races <laughs> <laughs> Ice Warriors over here, us in the cool a bit, you know. Oh interesting. When we went through the
1: Ice Warriors, we said that could it be that they went to I think actually this was your hypothesis that could they have gone to the earth and then Met up with the Silurians Because the Silurians were there at the time
0: Man, I'm clever
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of this, but okay I re-listened to it some time ago I, I have a vague recollection thereof Anyway, so I'm now inclined to say no, that wouldn't have happened Because A, they went into hibernation before the Ice Age, right? And it was during the Ice Age, I think, that the the Ice Warriors turned up
0: I don't necessarily understand the timing Because I don't understand how old things are
1: No, it was way, way before Way that.
0: before, before the fucking moon turned up Exactly, yeah If... It, it, Okay, yes,
1: so now I'm following a mislead in my notes Because when they said, like, oh, there was another planet that arrived And so we went into hibernation I assumed, oh, there's, like, an asteroid." Which is then gonna, you know, it's gonna kill everyone, yada yada yada. Ice age follows at some point, but before that happens, they go underground and sleep. But no, you're right. As when the fucking moon, like they they are around when dust is gathering in the cosmos. I don't know because not being a cosmologist, (laughs) they have a fucking T Rex. No, no, they have a pet
0: T Rex. I'm just saying, not not being a cosmologist, I don't know when the fucking. Uh, Wait, sorry, are you saying that you're not a cosmologist? Exactly. (laughs) But I I just don't know when the fucking moon turned up. Did the moon turn up? Like I'm looking it up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, was was the fucking solar system being formed or whatever? Or was it just like, did it turn up much later? Okay, so... Give me a timeline. So, Earth
1: was born about 4.5 billion years ago, and scientists think the moon arose a short time later. 4.5 billion years ago. This is all this bullshit. This is
0: such bullshit.
1: Yeah, this is massive, massive BS. Not,
0: not, those, the, not the Earth and the moon. No, no, not the <laughs>
1: Wikipedia fact that I just read out loud. <laughs> but the doctor's assumption.
0: No, the fucking
1: Silurians, just their whole no, but, entire moon. no, no, no. no. Not this. Well, could it not be that the Silurians were actually referring to? I mean, this is a massive retcon. But could mm. it not be that they are actually referring to the asteroid that they is killed a, the dinosaur? Exactly. So they go underground. They go to sleep. They bring their one pet dinosaur with them. Yeah. T Rex. Bobby the T Rex. That makes much more sense. Right? Than the Moon. Exactly. And the doctor looks at them and speaks. hears about this other planet and isn't imaginative enough to go. Oh, you're just not. So clever You assume that this asteroid, Or you refer to this body in space As another planet You must be talking about the moon
0: Because that would have been Full fucking oh, Like To be <laughs> asleep for four and a half minutes. Also How long you, The fucking earth just turned up Apparently yeah. And the moon is about to. You don't have that is That long to sort of Evolve and become No, uh, no. Uh, Also a, What dinosaurs such, Wait what dinosaurs yeah, exactly, No exactly, No dinosaurs No, no dinosaurs billions of years Exactly yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So we are to, We are definitely I think we can just
0: park that I think that's just the <laughs> doctor Having made a mistake yeah, or possibly, I mean, as the, the rest. Thinking, when, when, the other thing I was thinking when I was listening to that is yeah. that. Okay, so they were an impossibly advanced, not impossibly, but a very advanced civilization with all sorts of, you know, and they saw the moon coming towards them and didn't think this might be alright. <laughs> <laughs> They can't. You, yeah. you know what I'm no. saying. Or oh, oh, no, bear still. They bear are hundred percent talking about an asteroid. Better still, better yeah. still that they didn't leave some sensors on the surface or like some way of interrogating when things would be cool. Okay, so I have another question for you. Yeah, and I wonder if
1: maybe I wonder if maybe they did. So I I missed this in the story unless it was simply omitted. Uh, but my theory, again, quote-unquote, my theory, mm. uh, was did the work that the researchers do with the nuclear reactor, whatever,
0: did that awaken the Silurians? They said this. So the older Silurian says that... Fuck, this is another thing that was said outright that I thought <laughs> just, was... Mu- like so, I'm taking credit for something yeah. <laughs> she's just You're like saying, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. It came to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, the older Silurian says they went into hibernation the hi- the hibernation thing or whatever was faulty, and they couldn't redo it until a new power source appeared, which was the and then Doc's is like the nuclear f- It's like yeah the nuclear thing we siphoned off its energy.
1: Wait 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 hang on they're they're siphoning the energy to what to, to wake up their animate yeah right people. so how did the first ones wake up in the first place I presume
0: is this Star Lord in passengers does he d- do like a couple of Star just wake up. No, no, I think, I think, I mean, maybe, but I, th- the, I uh, my presumption is that the mechanism or whatever, you know, would have worked had whatever power source it had originally been intact, but that was faulty. So a only- few of them woke up. A few of them woke up when the nuclear thing. I mean, that's, yeah, but a they're massivist. not connected. Yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, right, they're not connected. Right. Maybe, it's, maybe <laughs> the radiation. I don't know. But I'm saying that that's what that's the explanation we're provided. Okay, so in that case, I
1: still do have a follow up question. Go. to my theory, right. <laughs> Hypotheses, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is, when would they otherwise have woken up? Never. So they go into hibernation in the hopes that some other civilization is going to turn up. No, no, and no, 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 no. That's the faulty aspect. Place.
0: Is that whatever they had before was designed to work And then And what, there was faulty, a, an actual timer? Presumably And, right. then, beca- and then the, the, the old sider definitely says that there was a fault Okay,
1: so, alright You're a race of lizard people You look up at the I sky actually, I'm an Indian man I guess. <laughs> You look up at the sky I wasn't being racist You look up at the sky You see what you think is a whole other planet <laughs> On approach Yep <laughs> You go, hmm, let's all go to sleep and wake up after this whole other planet has crashed into this one, destroyed absolutely everything, and dust has reformed coincidentally with us in our hibernation pods, and we're okay to get up again.
0: Okay, a couple of things there. Go for it. They, I guess, they <laughs> didn't presume that they that, that this was like this was an extinction level event, but not a planet killer. Okay, right. So that could lend more credence to your quote-unquote theory. Okay, sure. Your hypothesis that, <laughs> that this was the asteroid that killed the, the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Um, but then subsequently, if you know you this is certain doom or you feel like this is certain doom forever and there's nothing you can do about it, being asleep is a better version.
1: Are you, like die in your sleep rather than rather die than screaming fucking, and staring yeah, yeah. at a, you know, the sky yeah, yeah. falling down on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note... <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. Yeah, you do. Is this... Something I'm just not aware of Is it standard behaviour that when you get really frightened, your mind regresses to caveman stages. (laughs) That was in no way explained. No. Why Uh, does it happen to everyone? Like, every single person who sees a Silurian is scared to the point of either dying or turning into just like a a blubbering mess. Like, turning into that crazy dude in Seven who boned a prostitute with a knife on his willy. I
0: feel like there were other... Um, mental he behaves exactly like <laughs> he behaves exactly could uh, <laughs> have could have referenced there but okay, um, okay. always judging here, is, here are some fun things not fun not at all fun mm-hmm. but so one of them so one of the unit soldiers when they're in the bottle episode um, yeah when they're the experiences uh, this without seeing a Silurian or the T-Rex really yeah well, I mean he doesn't see one does he and he starts going a bit.
1: Has he device. not already seen one though? Haven't they? They've fired like, upon yeah, but,
0: some Silorians. But he's totally cool when they go in, and then he starts wigging out because I don't know he's getting hot. There's loads. I'm not sure. Right? Then, uh, then, method then, acting for Chilean miners. Yes. Uh, also some of them see Silurian, some of them see the T-Rex. Yeah. So and it, like it genuinely doesn't matter. And uh, and the 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 research facility guys that start going a bit crazy don't see them. Not all, not uniformly. That's a very good point. The first person in the actual lab
1: mm. To go completely nuts He's never been out of the lab, right? Yeah The dude in the white lab coat Who's clearly like He's never going to get his hands dirty He's never going to be in a cave He's constantly in this one room And his only job is to look at a panel And read out the number Yeah Why does he go completely nuts? He's literally, literally never explained
0: mm, Yeah
1: They obviously have
0: um, psychic ability, right?
1: Are we talking about the magical uh, forehead flashlight?
0: The third eye, yes Yes <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, that, that never really gets explained as to why people keep getting Looney Tunes.
1: There are so many things going on with that third eye as well. As I recall, the new Silurians don't have one.
0: I think it gets revealed that they do at some point. Oh, really? Like, it's chilling, and then they use it, but I don't know that. I think I may have, I've either made that up or... Interesting. Because here... They, they don't have one at resting. I see. <laughs> Default
1: states. Yeah. yeah. So Because here, that third eye has tons of different... Abilities Or it lends them Lots of abilities It dices It peels They can They can uh, brainwash people Yeah They can uh, Destroy And build walls Mm. A la You know Superman's eyes In Superman 3 Yep Uh, It tones your core (laughs) (laughs) It 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 can kill Other Silurians It's basically a laser uh, And it opens And closes doors Yeah.
0: And it's machine washable. Okay. Just I feel like it. we're having two completely different conversations. I've watched quite a lot of QVC <laughs> in the shopping channel. I see. <laughs> but wait, there's more.
1: Here's a nuclear testing facility worth 15 million pounds. <laughs> and this knife can cut through other knives. <laughs> Did you not like the worth fifteen million pounds? <laughs> yeah, like fifteen. It's like an Austin Powers moment. Fifteen million pounds. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, am I
0: going to make the Silurians pay for it? <laughs>
1: oh no, we can't laugh at this. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening right now. Fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get let's get back to who. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Pertwee?
0: Pertwee is mega. He's amazing, isn't he? He's amazing. Also, I super love Pertwee in a white T-shirt.
1: Oh my God, that's in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my notes. It's in my notes because I think this is the first time... Except, as in not counting when Trouton goes into disguise, as in like he puts on whatever, like a hat or something. Or actually, Hartnell also at one point dressed up as a a French nobleman, but um, in whatever it was, Reign of Fire or something. Reign of Fire, Reign of Terror. (laughs) Reign of of Fire. Reign
0: of Fire Fire with Christian Bale. Maximilian Robespierre, spitting fireballs. (laughs) Jumping out of helicopters.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? Aside from that... This is the first time that we get to see the doctor in, like, just changing clothes, depending on the context. We've seen the doctor work in labs before, but he doesn't don a white lab coat for it. Here he does. And actually, the reason I put on, put in the t-shirts in my notes is they make no attempt to hide the fact that he has a huge tattoo on his arm. I mean, they put him in a t-shirt so that he's more masculine and alpha and just like, he looks, he looks sexy as shit. That's good. Right? Uh... Very different from prior doctors Let him save my world But why does he have a goddamn... Like, they don't even... They don't put makeup on it Why would... I don't get why they put him in short sleeves That's my thing I didn't really notice I was too... Right, captivated <laughs> Just those pecs Man, they were good He was in good shape He looks amazing in it Yeah But okay, so he I like the Doctor I feel like it, it's a very natural continuation Of how per- we portray the character in Spearheads mm. But then there are a few other things That are slightly odd to me I mean, I, I remember the car And I love the car I don't remember him calling the car Bessie Yeah, that's weird And I think it's very weird That it has a, a license plate That says who won Yeah, uh, yeah. Isn't that Why? What? what, The Who? The Doctor Who? The name Who seems fairly official. Mm, Do you not think so? I mean, it's like, the, it's the Batmobile of Batman This is the Who-mobile of Actually, this is one of of two Who-mobiles There was meant to be an actual Who-mobile Awesome uh, Which, oh god, I gotta show you a photo I wonder if it ever appeared Is it blue? Uh, there we go Shit! Does that not look amazing? That, that looks, And that has Pertwee in it We're looking at a photo of the Who-mobile right now That looks awesome It looks so cool <laughs> But it, it, but again, that's another thing that I, I feel I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it But it's another thing that I feel the Doctor shouldn't really have, you know
0: yeah, I, I it didn't bother me Didn't add or subtract from my enjoyment
1: Okay yeah.
0: uh, What about, as we're still talking about Pertwee What about his
1: fairly lax attitude In interacting with dead people Yeah He's okay with de- there pe- being
0: dead people on on screen with him I mean, I don't know if that's a departure From any other doctors But there have been a lot less dead people Like per episode He's had a lot of dead mm. people And he's too serious so far A lot of dead people That's true But normally...
1: Uh, I mean, I, I can't really think of a single dead person, except for the one that the doctor actually kills himself in the romance <laughs> by chucking him out a window <laughs> and then laughing about it with a little girl. Oh, the uh, aside from that, I can't really think of a single example of the doctor interacting, like seeing a dead person. But in my mind, I'm thinking if Hartnell were to be faced with a dead person, there would be drama on screen. Like it would be cause for taking a break, taking a step back, and actually adding some drama to
0: the scene, not just him going, "Yeah, he's dead." Uh, moving on, I, I have more. I've probably more with um, How is his interaction With sick people Oh okay He's really bad at it <laughs> yeah, uh, so, Terrible bedside master. Yeah no no, no. So guys He calls invasion, himself a doctor Uh Major Laser um, Whatever his name is Major Baker Major Baker Major, <laughs> he, major, is baker, yeah. major baker. <laughs> he is a major Baker He He's huge <laughs> <laughs> He's huge Um Had he not succumbed to the illness He would have been on the Great British Bake Off Uh <laughs> Yeah, so he, he knows he's affected. He comes up to the surface he's in the office with all the people infected. No one touch him. Don't even go near yeah. him. Someone's infected. Ah, craziness. Yeah. Then they go to the hospital where Major Baker has been dispatched. Major Baker falls out of said hospital on the driveway and dies. Yeah. And they just cradle him in his arms and start touching bits of him. Yeah, I know. Like, infectious diseases.
1: Yeah, I know. There's, you could maybe argue with that because the Br- he's with the Brig, right? Yeah. He's with Bagels and Bagels doesn't touch the... Bagels
0: does touch him. Does he? T- both touch him. Both like basically grab him.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I remember I... thinking, what the fuck are you guys doing? Ah, I see. I was going to say, isn't this where Bagels, like, whips out a gun and tells the other humans, like, get away? Like, everyone inside? Late, after this one, but they, so they, he has they already... both cradle, cradle Major Baker. Well, well, okay, so when they're back in the office as well, and the two face off, mm. uh, is this Baker? I can't remember if this is Baker or if this... No, this is Comover. What's his name? Lawrence. Lawrence. There's this scene where Comover, who's whose face is covered in boils... He's clearly about to turn into either a zombie or a dead person And his face is, like, inches away from Bagels They're just, like, looking at each other And Bagels is trying to stare him down It's like, oh, dude
0: and Don't Laura, let this guy breathe on. Lawrence you. is pissed off because he's just lost his job, yeah, or whatever. And he's like, "I'm going to lick you, yeah, I'm gonna lick your, skull I'm gonna lick you your face. beautiful face, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck one. on that perfect
1: mustache." <laughs> <laughs> Beggars like, "I dare you!" I fucking, I fucking dare you! <laughs> it's like, no, you are already infected. But so, so there's that. Okay, so. Hang on, lots of different scenes <laughs> d- describing the exact same discrepancy. So we have that scene where they face off and Bagels, for some weird reason, doesn't care that he's about to die. Uh, we have the scene that you pointed out where he cradles a guy who's, who has just died of the, mm-hmm. uh, the very infectious disease. And then we have the one where... I mean, in your mind you could say, oh, you know what, the doctor may be immune to this because he has a different physiology, but why, and this is in my notes, why would they assume that the same vaccine would work on the doctor who's a completely
0: different well, being? Well, so first they just give him loads of broad-spectrum antibiotics. Everyone loads of broad-spectrum like, the everyone, doctor? You know, yeah, they, so, so Liz Shaw is giving everyone broad-spectrum antibiotics, right, before they actually come up with the vaccine. The actual, yeah. The actual vaccine. And... and bagels comes in and says has everyone been vaccinated it's like that's not really a vaccine that's not what, mm-hmm. <laughs> what antibiotics are um but he's like no i'm not having one i was like we know you have a different liz is like you know we have a different physiology but we're gonna give you one of them anyways it's like what if they kill him yeah you don't know you have zero you clue. have
1: absolutely no idea or could this be that liz shaw miss slash doctor it actually doesn't believe that the doctor is from a different world she literally <laughs> says i know you have a different physiology oh he
0: she says that she says
1: that oh well, that is, case, She's a terrible doctor. She's
0: <laughs> terrible. But th- I don't think she, she's a. She's like. Downgraded oh, to Miss Shaw. No, but she's a scientist, <laughs> not a fucking MD, right? Like, I feel why like. she's she administrating anything? <laughs>
1: Yeah but it's not like She's a doctor of geology Or something like she, I'm sure she has A basic understanding Of how this stuff works No why, why would she Then why is she in charge Of putting together A goddamn
0: vaccine Exactly <laughs> my voice. <point. laughs> also So Masters Permanent under secretary masters Oh We've seen him before By the way Oh where
1: uh, On Doctor Who Oh where As in We've seen him before On Who Back When We will see him again In Doctor Who uh, He was the captain In Voyage of the Damned Sh- Oh
0: do you know? What? I knew that. I'm looking at. It, I'm thinking because he's quite a famous actor. He is. Yeah, I he's looked him up and wrote down. Is he in James Bond? He was in yeah, James, yeah. He was in one James Bond. Film. He's been in loads. of yeah. British stuff. And I was like, is that young guy from? Yeah, mad. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. His name is Jeffrey Palmer, by the way. Jeffrey Palmer, Avuncular Je- Jeffrey Palmer. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway he gets infected yeah. despite having zero physical contact with major baker
1: so it's clearly airborne oh you know what i've completely forgotten about this he gets infected he gets infected he gets, he, he's he has the, the, one, the scene where he runs around and he's everything. the one that takes it to london. to london yeah yeah to marylebone nice which is really really cool yeah uh, i was in marylebone station two, three days ago and the same amount of people died <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last night i saw this i was like oh I Great looks exactly the same, mm. uh, more or less anyway yeah you 're right, so but wait, hang on, he, are you sure that it 's airborne? Could he not just have i mean maybe he jerked off Major Baker and Major Baker already had it, but he wasn 't showing any symptoms
0: No, okay, <laughs> that is not a
1: likely scenario okay <laughs> well i don 't know I mean they, they shake hands and stuff <laughs> okay here 's the thing about Major Baker, sorry, slight departure from this slide complete <laughs> there 's a wonderful blooper. Uh, Which I'm tempted to add this to Todd's Wiki Because it isn't listed there Uh, But it is wonderful 16 minutes and uh, 20 seconds into episode 1 Major Baker enters the unit HQ That office that, you know, the brig has just taken over With a briefcase He takes out some papers he then puts the papers back into the briefcase, doesn't manage to close the briefcase, really struggles to close it, but the papers are probably in the way or something, fakes that he's able to close the briefcase, and very awkwardly lifts up the briefcase and carries <laughs> it out the room. And for some reason, they keep the take It's- <laughs> anyway, what check that What a fucking out. pro.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we also have Dr. Quinn. We haven't talked about Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn medicine dickhead. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's good. Okay. So I've got- there was a moment- did you feel that there was a slight lull in activity in this serial at some no, point? No, no.
0: So basically, up until episode four is when it kicks in again. When when Doctor Quinn is found dead, yeah, and, I, and the side Lawrence get to fucking say something. That's yeah, when it you're like, right, takes you're right. Off.
1: I think it was in either episode two or episode three. I'm not sure. Where I felt like, oh. Uh, we're just at a standstill. I want this to progress to the next episode now, so that something actually happens. And I just went into like I was true. I was genuinely bored for about five minutes, and I just wrote a bunch of Doctor Quinn versions. <laughs> <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> They're terrible. Uh, Doctor Quinn needs medicine now, man. <laughs> and then I've actually added. Ugh, I'll think of something better. <laughs> Two lines later, Dr. Quinn mad as a wombat, mad- Dr. Quinn made his own woman, oh my God. <laughs> Dr. Quinn may need a woman, Dr. Quinn may sin, yada yada, <laughs> and Dr. Quinn signs fuckwad.
0: <laughs> this is... <laughs> I was really bored there. So, <laughs> this, this show takes a lot of writing, yeah. it turns out. <laughs> See, I text Leon, yeah. Dr. Quinn, medicine dickhead. Yeah, and I just it. said, like, yeah, I've already done that. <laughs> yeah, just wait. <laughs> yeah, so that means that it was episode
1: two. I'd see, like, about half of episode two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they basically didn't need those
0: first, or, like, the second and third, I guess. With the whole Dr. Quinn coming back and helping, and the, the oh, my God, I hated the sound.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, all the Bleepy bloopies. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, fuck you That's for absolutely everything It
1: gave me, um, oh, what are they called? Goosebumps? No! <laughs> <laughs> Menoptera It gave me Menoptera They're a, a, an alien race that the doctor encountered uh, It gave me flashbacks like <laughs> to <laughs> No, wait, not uh, Menoptera It's the same serial as the Menoptera The Zorbi. Mm. We talked about this before on, the, on our little anniversary thing, our 100th episode the, the ant monsters that do nothing but bleep and bloop for like six cereals And here's the exact same thing Everything requires
0: the bleepy bloopies yeah. Por qué? Ugh, that's yeah. awful Yeah, Dr. Queen and all that bush Also, we see another farmer die That's two cereals in oh, a row go, that's <laughs> <as well. laughs> why, does, uh, why does Malcolm <laughs> the Incredible Hulk hate farmers?
1: He hates them, and you're right. Actually, good point This was also written by the Hulkmeister, yeah, and
0: script editor Terence Dix, Man. T. Dix. Yep, Hulk right. <laughs> <laughs> Silorians. Let's talk Silorians. Silorians. Yeah. So we got old Silorian and Starscream Silorian. <laughs> is Starscream Silorian the guy who I assume is an American chap? I assume the high young one.
1: Yeah, helium
0: American guy. Yeah. Yeah, the I want takes to get away. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a chocolate milk man. Chill out. <laughs> Just woken up. It's so so, <laughs> so <cranky. crabby>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you fed the T-Rex yet?
1: <sighs> okay, wait. Why do they have one T-Rex? Because what do they feed? The um what do they? <laughs> what do they feed the T-Rex? How do they keep the T-Rex? Where where does it poop? What do they okay. do? Where does
0: it sleep? I got it. Um, hit I've, me! Hit me! Hit me! Cantaloupes Okay a Subterranean cantalopes. Subterranean cantaloupes Okay Subterranean doghouse Okay uh, What else did you have? Oh, where does it Who? Subterranean litter box Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you're basically describing like a weird cat Strokes That's just dog. subterranean yeah. <laughs> and that eat ca- eats cantaloupes Yeah Okay <laughs> Any advance? Uh, <laughs> I guess actually that's no problem Alright, so anyway, you're talking about the Silurians we only see a few of them i think the the third eye needs to be explained that needs to be contextualized so that i think kind of drags it down for me what do you think of the look of them compared to the current very sleek streamlined sexy Silurians? i mean these ones they just look like a pile of
0: foreskin <laughs> <laughs> okay i prefer these ones okay as a like an entire departure from humanoid well not in like not entire but you know They were sort of more... They are more divergent.
1: Were these evolved from dinosaurs? Is that the idea? These were evolved from lizards, we were evolved from...
0: I guess in the same idea that we probably all have a common ancestor. Yeah, but where, like,
1: lizards just went super civilised at some point. Or are these an entirely separate
0: species? They are often described as an alien species here, by the way. They do, they do, but then... I think that's the best real. The best thing about the Silurians is that they're not aliens. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. They are terrestrial, or whatever the fucking oh, uh, what's what's lower than extra? Lower subterrestrial? Subterrestrial? S- they are technically <laughs> subterrestrial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, So, old guy, I, I mean, basically, this this is really interesting. From like episode four, f- yeah, or well maybe episode five onwards, the whole the interplay between the Silurians—they were here first. Yeah, um, so they, they're not an invading army. Yeah, they, they're almost. Yeah, you know, they're, they're Aboriginal, um, and the interplay between the doctor. This is a really good iteration of doctor interventionism to be like, no, actually, we don't. This isn't a threat necessarily. Mm. We're just perceiving it as a threat. This could be something else. This could be partnership. This could be cohabitation. This could be cool. Yeah, agreed. For all parties, <laughs> if everyone could just de-escalate, which I think is the blueprint of modern Who. Yeah. That attitude.
1: Yeah, I think I uh, I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean he tries to find uh, Yeah you're right How many times have we had occasions Where uh, the Doctor faces off With an alien race that largely is concerned with the destruction of mankind for whatever territorial reasons. And, and the doctor just goes, I'll find you a new world. Come into my TARDIS, I will find you a new planet. We've definitely encountered it in the oh, no, audiobooks with, that we've With we This reviewed. one he
0: does slightly different, doesn't he? Because it's not
1: coming to a. Well, he you know, says, like yeah, I'll fine, we can share this planet. Yeah, yeah that's different. Yeah, no, because the great thing about that. Yes, that's is, true, but he also does say, I'll find you a new home and yeah. we can coexist. In other. I mean, yeah, it's it's the same planet, but it's a piece of land that humans aren't you know they're not interested in it it's not a priority for us yeah, yeah come and live in this volcano that's fine by me i'm okay mm-hmm. you know it's not going to affect property prices but the, that's the exact same as when the doctor says you know what you can live on the moon you can live on mars you can live on venus like it's fine mm-hmm.
0: you know okay well well so what i'm saying there is that what was was incredibly interesting is that interplay and they're trying to to foster diplomacy yeah the yeah the the, the doctor is diplomat was cool yeah, um, and and com- you know, full of compassion and, and all those sort of.
1: I agree. Uh, I also really like. And I mean, this is certainly a trope in in much of sci-fi, and definitely in Doctor Who as well. I like when the Doctor's diplomatic interplay is done with just like a branch of the alien species mm. that is i guess slightly more benevolent or maybe more intellectual or just more diplomatically inclined more liberal yeah yeah exactly it's not that warring dude it's the elder who's he's a little wiser he has lived a while and he is concerned with the you know the well-being of multiple oh, yeah. species species outside of his own we see a very similar thing with the censorites mm. uh, with william hartnell he goes there and he talks to you know he he speaks with some censorites holy smokes more parallels there is one other censorite in particular the Parallel to the the American mm. Silurian in this one, who just shaves people in the back, tries St- to take over. Starscream. Starscream. Yeah, you're right. There are people living under the city in the Sensorites, mm. except they're humans, and they pretend to be some sort of monster. Aka the, the T-Rex In
0: this one. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa I've got more do, Is it relatively similar In the Crotons?
1: Yes Yes, again Yeah So this is definitely a uh, This is certainly A trope that we have Encountered
0: before On Who Back When Alright, well I'm clear uh, I I'm, I feel like I'm clear To say that this is the best Agreed Best iteration this Very, is very so well done Yeah Like, you know It's full of nuance Full of um, good characters And all those sort of things Yeah How do we feel about bagels At the end of this? Oh, bagels? I mean, the fact that He blows it up I'm, I'm kind of like how can you ever work with this man again? Yeah. This relationship is fucked. Fuck I know. Bagels. I
1: know. I agree with you. I I He's he straight up lies. Do, yes, he does, but does he do that I mean he does that because he's
0: following orders, isn't he? Still, like if I was the doctor, I couldn't now be part of unit
1: I know exactly where you're coming from But I also know that the doctor Will be working with bagels For many many years to so come does it
0: become Like uh, what's going to be interesting From the next couple of episodes it going to become strained right I
1: issue? suspect that it will At least f- for a bit And then presumably Either we'll have a call back to the Like listen I didn't want to I was following orders. I have to do this. Uh, I I'm looking out for the the good of mankind. Blah blah, and I I had no choice but to do what my superiors told me. And the doctor, would go. Okay, we could be friends again. Yeah, that might be it. Hope not. I hope he takes him to task. He probably will. I mean, he he probably will. We're already in this more so than we've had in prior with prior doctors. There's. The feel of a continuation Don't you think so? Because we have like In this one The doctor is He's working on his car Which he was talking about In the last one When he meets the bagels For the first time In this serial He's just as cranky As you would expect him To be at the end Of the last one Where it's like I'm i am here and I'm now Working for you Against my will So yeah Presumably he'll He'll take that forward I've not seen the next serial yet No, no worry uh, I'm, I'm imagining that That is the case
0: But I was upset with bagels
1: Yeah Me too me yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. What about Liz Shaw? How do you feel about Liz? Ah.
0: Liz was less compelling this time round. Yeah. She was very competent, though. She very competent. Um, <laughs> not necessarily, like... How do I put this? Her personality wasn't really on show for seven episodes, you know? Yeah. Like she was off doing shit, but not necessarily, you know, no emotive output. N- nothing like, um... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, just... I think just a very competent sidekick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she was. I agree with you. It got to one point... Where I was assuming, r- incorrectly assuming, that fuck, they're going to turn her into just the standard screaming girl in peril type character. Uh, which is when the uh, she's in the barn. Oh, she gets knocked out. She gets knocked out. But just as the Silurian is approaching her, I assumed, oh, now she's going to scream, and then that'll be the cliffhanger, and then everyone needs to rescue her. And maybe she'll be a blubbering mess just like everyone else when she wakes up, because obviously she's not going to die. But then... Yeah, she does get knocked out But she is one of the few, if not the only person To then come out of it and be very coherent and competent about it And just mm. go, yes, it was a lizard, uh, biped, yada yada mm. Yeah. So I think they did a pretty good job with her Even though they she was slightly underutilised hmm. Have we hit all the talking points? Uh, I've got one I'd like to bring up a soundbite, actually Hit it And this is about the Doctor So in New Who... Mm. I'll, I'll preface this preface this with a question. In you, how old is the Doctor before Capaldi oh. lives uh, millions and millions of years inside like his 900 watch? Nine hundred years old or something like? Because he said, "I've done thousands of years, isn't it?" Something Sound like. Soundbite: Seventeen minutes, episode five. My entire,
0: li- I've yada yada yada. My entire life, and that covers several thousand years. Unless, yeah, I, I thought about the same thing. I thought. Unless he means the times in which he's lived Not the Well in span that case it's life. way more than thousands of years Because he's been yeah. at the beginning of the universe And he's been at the end of the universe Right? Yeah, in, in so far Well, he, I'm sure he will have been, yeah I don't know, but you know what I'm saying that, That's the only explanation I could proffer hmm. That seems like a
1: weird thing for the Doctor to say though Yeah Either way, I, I wonder if maybe they just hadn't figured it out yet The, the, the interesting thing is that In Troughton, there's that there's a, Like the famous Kodak moment of Troughton If you just Google Patrick and second doctor This will be one of the top hits It's him posing with his 500 year diary Uh, As in it literally says 500 year diary on it And the assumption is he's about 500 years old Like he's kept this one diary his entire life That's how it's presented at the time
0: He's got to be a bit older than 500
1: I don't know That's his second... Incarnation Still, like, you don't get a diary when you're one No, let's say you get a diary when you're, however Like, when you're a child, plus 500 years Yeah, it's okay Like, he's still working on it Like, Mm. there's still space in it But mm, here, all of a sudden, it's thousands uh, Anyway, uh, interesting point, I thought Mm. What else? What else? What else? What else? else? One quick note is that I mean, yeah, now we've I think it's fair to say that What's his face? Bobby is a T-Rex Like, that is a dinosaur Yeah Let's call it a dinosaur, right? Bobby? Well, I don't know I mean, whatever we called him before That is a dinosaur As opposed to some other monster That is an actual dinosaur And the Silurians are actual Silurians, right? Mm. So this is not the only time that Pertwee is going to encounter dinosaurs Because there is another serial called Invasion of the Dinosaurs Nice And... Who's in that? uh, Pertwee I don't know who else I've not seen it But while this dinosaur It's clearly a dude in a dino suit Right
0: I thought that was real dinosaur But okay
1: <laughs> The other dinosaurs Are stop motion Yeah Nice Yeah And both options look amazing to me <laughs> I love it I love this dinosaur Yeah, that's my note I love the dinosaur Okay,
0: anyway, that's all I got Shall we? Let's do reviews
1: And now it is time to rate this Did we laugh or hate this Bing bong, bing bong, hey La 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 Ratings
0: Go for it So I've covered most of the things I wanted to say I basically thought this was two episodes longer than it needed to be But from like four onwards Entirely enchanting From when Dr. Quinn Medicine Dickhead dies yeah. To like the Silurian explosion and Starscream and the whole lot ultra captivating had a whole political uh, you know drama aspect to it had peril had all the the, the great things daring do fucking epidemics the whole thing so super into it i'm gonna give this a 3.9 okay
1: uh i i literally just typed up a new score and i've downgraded it from what i originally wanted to give it uh, i originally wanted to give this a 4.2 sure before we started talking about all the things that we hate where, about it where have you downgraded to where have you downgraded to uh, no, no, not to 3.9 no. if that's what you're thinking But 3.8 nice. uh, Giving this a 3.8 I mean, I think it's wonderful that this is the I mean, this is the first Silurian appearance I was curious about the origins and so on Just bullet pointing it They just need to pick a, a foe, basically Or a, a plan We get the threat of nuclear armageddon We get the disease We get global warming We don't really know But Pertwee is amazing He's very gung-ho We didn't talk about the sets I loved the sets Especially the Silurian sets Down below, whatever Very, very cool But I'm shaving off some decimals for comb over for there being too many bleepies and for the Superman three eyes. Uh, So I'm giving this a 3.8.
0: Nice. We didn't talk about comb over. Why did Coimbra basically not believe them the entire way through? Like, <laughs> the inti- no. until he died.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, when he dies, I think he's just in denial. Cause he- I
0: think he must be in denial the entire way. He's like, here's a picture of a Silurian. Here's a- no. Wait, wait, here's a picture. Are you talking about the fucking cave paintings? No, okay, well, because I don't, that, I don't know, that, that scene like- really
1: pissed me off. Yeah. Because what, like, the guy is drawing a Silurian. On the wall The doctor looks at him And goes like It's amazing He's cast his mind Back millions of years In brackets To when lizard Biped people Ruled the earth Like It makes no sense That's not a cave painting It's a dude Doodling on the wall Okay
0: yeah. but, oh. Uh, oh. La- Larry needs to get on the, get With the fucking program Is that anyway. come over? Yeah. yeah
1: Anyway that's it uh, We've got a whole Bunch of minis
0: Listener minis So our first mini Comes from Paul Hello, Paul. How you doing, Paul? Sup. So again, Paul's is uh is is extra wrong. Definitely go read it. It's mm. a, it provides actually quite a good synopsis for the for that. Absolutely. Album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so as, a, as an excerpt Doctor Who and the Silurians Was the first Doctor Who Serial Barry Letts <laughs> produced I <laughs> shouted that Because it was all in caps When the Doctor appeared He was modifying the car For which he negotiated In the previous serial Such continuity May be surprising Since for the first time The title referred To the protagonist And got his name wrong <laughs> Script editor Terroristics Writing partner Malcolm Hulk Said alien invasion And mad scientist Were the plots With which the decision To confine the Doctor To Earth Left the show
1: Three to seven episode Serials were also committed- for the new team In the first Hulk <laughs> I can't take that name seriously In the first Hulk turned his first plot around Using the planet's Ancient rulers As invaders Dot 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 uh, go to whoback Please do read the whole thing in its massive, splendid entirety. Especially, I will say this, especially if you haven't seen it and you're, you know, if you just want some extra context to what we've been talking about, it's perfect. Mm. So thank you very much for sending that in, Paul. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, you can high five Paul online. He is at WordsmithPaul. And right. then next
0: comes from Peter Zunich. Peter! Doing, Peter? <laughs> PDZ. <laughs> oh, we got so many haven't we? I know, so Zeds. many. Okay, Peter writes, Even more so than the last story, the Silurians show Doctor Who is now all grown up. Characters are multifaceted with both good and bad traits. Not all decisions are right, not all moral d- choices are clear, and not all plans work out in the end. The Silurians were here first, both sides have a just and arguable case. Trust, betrayal and communication are tested at every turn, and the ending is intentionally left ambiguous. Peter goes on, this story was written beautifully and although the plague subplot got just a
1: little boring at times, it was overall a great ride. It also demonstrates how a show with monsters and aliens can am- avoid an invasion story week after week. Despite the Silorians being a little shaky in more ways than one, this is a great story that makes you think about it long after you finished. Thus, it earns a potholing 4.6 smash
0: yeah that's huge uh peter loves this one he don't have much room <laughs> that, up above <laughs> that 4.6 for for the next 40 years peter yeah i love that again
1: this was the expurgated version read the whole thing on who thank
0: you so much for sending that in peter thanks peter and next we got one more from chris zed <laughs> chris Zeds. the uh the coiner of bagels <laughs> Not the inventor of bagels, because that's a thing. Yeah, we covered that. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, let's start that (laughs) (laughs) rumour. Okay, so Chris writes, I like the banter between Doc and Shaw. DS. I also like the serial goes a little darker than the regu- than they regularly do, with the destructive ending, the questioning of morality, the obvious racism, or okay, I'm going to say this: zyophobiaism, zio- xenophobia. Z- z- I think zio-phobia-ism. Zio-phobia-ism. By the way, I Zeno- had to
1: Google this, uh, Chris. Google. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: I think it's xenophobia it's So xenophobia, does Google, by the way But Chris, get in touch if that's not correct Um xenophobia-ism, xenophobia, is more accurate And the anti-militarism storyline Chris goes on
1: Bagels rides the line between a Rational, empathetic, authority figure And an irrational, cold, militaristic leader He'll do this throughout his run on the show He is,
0: in an Eccleston voice, fantastic That's interesting, actually
1: Okay, alright
0: That being said, I still dislike some elements. The sexism continues. Ms. Shaw can handle personnel, and the doctor can do the science.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, But... Sorry, editorializing. Yes, they even make a huge point of this in that scene. I mean, she's Ooh. quite perturbed by it, right? Mm. But then they don't follow up on it because she is actually doing the science later on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Chris goes on. And to top it off, Doc names the Silorians and the entire race just goes with it for the, <laughs> their entire Shit, history on the I show. I thought that. This, I like, is exactly this is exactly the like the Silorian
0: Ice time in, in Earth's like development. Which
1: is, okay, which time, which era, what is our era, our current era called? What do I look like? Well, it's not called the human era right we're not no. named after the the era in which we live yeah. it's not homo sapiens sapiens era just because they fucking originated from the... Wait, let's find out when that was. Is that a thing? Is it real? Yes, yes. Oh, I remember this from when I was a kid. Um, 443 million years ago. There was a moon then. There was a moon. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't we not think to look this up at the time? I don't know. There was a moon. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes, super good point because the exact same thing happens with the Ice Warriors and we were so pissed off when that happened. Okay. Anyway, he goes on. Some pros and cons, not bad overall I'll give it a 3.5 I still don't really like this doc, but I'm finding positives
0: Nice And he's added some trivia at the end Ooh, Dude. Okay, I'll do the, the trivia Fulton McKay, who played Dr. Quinn Medicine dickhead <laughs> Was considered for the role of the fourth doctor After Pertwee left yeah. Shit. Th- Oh, can you imagine
1: that? Actually, you know what? He was very personable. He was quite good. Of all the scientists, he, he was he, he had, was the nicest one. He had a bad character, though. He did, yes, but he was still very charismatic. Mm. As opposed to Comover, who just yelled. He, like, imagine having Comover as your boss. Oh god! Can that first I mean? scene—he is not the most personable of chaps. Imagine Comover as your doctor.
0: Uh, uh, uh. Second serial in the row that we've done that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, again, this is the explicated version. Read Chris's. Vinny in its full splendor on whoback1.com. Thank you for sending that in, Chris. Bing bong, Future Punk in here. Uh, Just a couple of hours after Nick had left Punk Plaza and we'd wrapped up this recording, another mini-review came in. This one comes from Grant. Grant! Hey, Grant. How you doing? Grant goes, Hi, guys. Back with another inane mini-review with a few bits of trivia. So, Silurians, a solid adventure story that sees a lot rock climbing, cave paintings, and men in rubber suits debating the politics and morals of wiping out the monkeys. It also introduces another keystone of the Doctor's time with Unit, his second favourite mode of travel. Bessie! The perfect vehicle for the Doctor that will be with him for the rest of the 3rd Doctor's era The very first 4th Doctor adventure And indeed the 7th Doctor gets to drive it later on He will gain a second car later on The Who-Mobile mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I look forward to your reaction when you see it Yes, uh, we've we've seen st- a still of it as discussed earlier on in, in uh, this episode or in this review But I, no I don't think we Only the one of us Has ever seen it in action So yeah I, I look forward to it too Anyway I, I'm cutting you off Sorry Grounds Grounds also gives it a raising of Three out of five A good story That's a bit over long and then he adds, "Trivia time again." I'm gonna, I'm gonna super speed through these. Numero uno, of Fulton McKay, who played Doctor Quinn, was shortlisted to play the Fourth Doctor, but turned the role down. Okay, so that expands upon the trivia that we already got. Uh, we see the Doctor's tattoo again. The novel Christmas on a Rational Planet explains that the tattoo is a mark of a Time Lord exile. Oh, oh, that's that's very clever. I I, I think that's super duper clever. But whoa, it, it it took a Doctor Who novel to. Clear that up. I feel like they should have tackled that on TV as well at the time. But yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for, for enlightening us. Two more bullet points. The title is the first and only time a serial mentions the name Doctor Who and in its title. And interestingly, the target novelizations, which first launched during Pertwee's reign, continued this tradition well into the eighties. Ironically, the novelization of the Silurians was retitled Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters when published. What? That is absurd. Okay. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Great brand loyalty, guys Well done Okay, awesome Thank you very much for sending that in, Grant I'm going to take us back to the show Here we go Catch you later Alright, bing bong I think that pretty much covers it for this one Yeah, I think I'm done What have we got? Lined up Our next New Who review Is going to be Of Silence, Silence in, the in the
0: Library line. Oh I need to be on that We're all so much Colin Salmon Is Dr. Moon I know I saw that And uh, Forest of the Dead uh, Back to back uh, A
1: couple of days ago oh. Oh, oh it's all good Our next classic Is going to be Of
0: Ambassadors of Death <laughs> I don't know why I said that so cheerily <laughs> <laughs> The Embassy of Death <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> the <ambassador>. Diplomatic status <laughs> Of Death <laughs> Uh
1: and our next audio uh, book review, uh, whenever it is released, is going to be of The Cannibalists. People can follow you on Twitter. You are at Nicololi. Come say hello. That's right. And I'm at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. Thanks again for listening. Catch you in the next one. Be rad and excellent to each other, ladies and gentlemen. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to And spread the gospel of who back when Tell your friends Don't have any friends? No problemo Tell some strangers Like us on Facebook That's facebook.com Slash who back when All in one word Are you on Google Plus? Find us on Google Plus That's plus who back when And when you do Tell us why you're on Google Plus Who back when just got its very own Twitter account No lie So give us a follow You guessed it That's at who back when All in one word Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or still funny, audio Who review. Ciao. Who back when?